welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends. This recording is coming to you uh, and being recorded just before Easter, so you'll be hearing this just after Easter of 2023, and I just want to say I hope that you realize He is risen, He is risen indeed, and He came back to life as payment for your sin and my sin. What a glorious Savior we have. What an awesome thing to know that you and I have been forgiven, that God loves us so much, that he gave his son for us, that if we were the last person, the only person on the face of the earth, he still would have gone to the cross for us. What a blessing it is to know our awesome God. And I hope that you had time and opportunity to worship and to praise him and to glorify him uh, in this time and not just serve for him. But so many leaders, we get caught up in the service and the doing of ministry that it becomes intense at times and it becomes overwhelming, especially when churches add services. I was talking to a leader just recently that uh, ha- was told, hey, we're going to add uh, children's ministry to one more service. And it literally was a week and a half before Easter. And I understand sometimes as leaders, we it, it's hard for us to do those things. And uh, I just want to start off this podcast talking about a new kind of leadership. Before I do that, let me just tell you about our sponsor, and that's kmccoach.net. kmccoach.net feels the pain of many leaders. We understand what it's like to go from Sunday to Sunday. We understand what it's like when you have leadership expectations to meet, parents' expectation to meet, volunteers' expectations to meet. And then you have that inner drive and calling that keeps you awake at night of those children that you're trying to reach with the gospel. We understand it can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to always be that way. And one of the things that we found at kmccoach.net is that when you have a leader that comes alongside another leader, It's amazing the growth that happens. It's amazing the perspective that happens. It's amazing what God does when two come together. And that's what I want to offer you is a coaching opportunity. Our coaching journeys are custom built. We do a full assessment. We have a bunch of questions that we ask, and then we assess where you are. But we also care about your heart and your soul. So we do a soul care assessment. We want to know about you as a person, not just your leadership skills. And then we develop the coaching journey pathway so that you know exactly where we're going to go and how we're going to get there. And together we work on that. So if you're interested in a clarity call, you can go to kmccoach.net, hit the clarity call button. It's a 30-minute call where we kind of assess and figure out if we're the best fit for you. If, If we're not the best fit as a coach for you, then we will go find someone who is. We have a group of people that we are connected with that are coaches that we know are quality coaches and will serve you well. So again, there's no pressure. There's no sales. 
Uh, we just want to serve you. So if you're interested, go to kmccoach.net, hit the clarity call button, and we can talk. Now, let's talk about what that new kind of leader is. Because I think in this new now, there is a new kind of leadership required. And I think especially in our culture, the way things are going and proceeding, I have never seen our culture take a turn the way it's turned. And I know there have been some evil things that I've seen over the few years and I've been alive, but it has gotten worse, folks. And I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. What I am trying to do is sound the alarm to say, hey, my brothers and sisters, let's link arms. It's more important than ever for us to take care of ourselves, to take care of each other, to be that tribe for each other and to work together. So let's talk about that new kind of leader. I'm going to start off with this first one because I see a lot of talk in Facebook groups about titles, about leaders who are hurting and upset and frustrated because of a title. Can I just share with you lovingly, please receive this in love, my brothers and sisters. Titles don't matter. They really don't. In the scope of eternity, think about it. God's not going to ask you, what title did you achieve? He's going to ask, what did you do with my son? What did you do with the gift that I've given you? Who have you made a disciple? How did you use the gifts and the talents that I gave you? The abundance that I gave you. How did you use those things? And ultimately, we want to hear, well done, the good and faithful servant. Not well done, you who achieved this title of children's pastor or children's director or next-gen pastor, pastor, director, minister, doesn't matter. What we need is more leaders who are less about the title and more about just being the child of God, taking on the label that God gives you. God gives you the name. He gives you the title. Let him take care of those things. Don't worry about what people call you. Because listen, you can pastor, you can shepherd, you can minister, you can direct without a title. Honestly, my very first position, they didn't know what to call me. And honestly, I didn't care. I just was there to serve. I wanted to reach children and teenagers with the gospel. I wanted to have a ministry that, uh, that drew people to our church because we were a smaller church. And we knew that other churches that were bigger than us had much more to offer. So we wanted to be great at our child care in our nursery. Uh, we wanted to be great in our kids' worship service. We wanted children not just to have fun, but we wanted them to engage with God and to learn more about him. So honestly, call me a shepherd, call me a guide, call me whatever you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> but I want to challenge you. Are, you. are you still hung up on the title thing? Does it bother you? Why? You need to go before the Lord and ask him about that. I just want to challenge you with that. I also want to, you to think about why this matters. Well, because you see, 
the disciple disciples even got into an argument about this. In one passage, it's very interesting. We see a story of how, how James and John approaches Jesus. In Matthew, it's interesting that James and John, this, the, the wife of Zebedee, came to Jesus. Matthew notices it and says, The mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons, kneeling down and asking a favor of him. In other parts of the Gospels, it just talks about these two boys, these two men, arguing about it, kind of debating, or, or, or maybe not arguing is the most accurate word, but, but they, were, they were concerned about who was going to sit on the right hand and the left hand of Jesus. See, they were worried about titles. They were worried about status and position. They were worried about what others would say about them. And when Jesus asked their mother, and I don't know what's worse, <laughs> them asking or the mother asking, but Matthew records, grant one of our these two sons of mine to sit on your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. And Jesus immediately responds with, you don't know what you're asking. You know, sometimes we think we need and we want that title. But with title comes great responsibility. And it has to be earned, honestly. I, I really feel like over the years, I've earned the title of pastor, shepherd, minister, director, because of how I lead. I've learned, earned the title of a leader. I worked hard at that. I gave myself over to, to learning and studying, but it wasn't something I wanted somebody to just, I dub the Tom director of children's ministry. That's like going to Jesus and saying, can I sit on your right hand or can I sit on your left hand? And Jesus is going to say, look, you're not, you, you know, sometimes we, we think it's, you know, well, if I was in charge, if I was the senior leader, I would do it this way. You don't realize sometimes how much our senior leaders take for us. I remember having a conversation after I had left a church and so did my senior pastor and we got together and I remember him sharing because I asked him, did you ever take any hits for me? And I said, please be honest. And he started to share with me some of the things where people came to him unhappy with my leadership, my decision making. And he took the hits for me. See, sometimes I, I think James and John were thinking, I want to be on the right hand and left hand. And Jesus is going, hold it. Do you know what you're asking? You're asking to be equal. You're asking to sit right next to me. And you don't really understand. And Jesus then said, can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? They didn't understand that comment. Sometimes we are so pursuant of a title, we forget Jesus gave everything for the title of Savior. He gave up his humanity. He gave up his life so that he could save us to take on the title of Savior, Messiah, Redeemer. Listen, those places and those titles belong to God, and it's just an honor and a privilege to serve him. And I know many of you, in the purest of your heart, you realize it doesn't matter the title I have. I just want to serve the children. I want to reach the people. And you know what? That's what we want. You see, 
the disciples, the rest of them, they were the Bible. And it's funny that NIV translated, they were indignant. They were angry. They were ticked off at the two brothers because all they saw was a power trip. All they saw was somebody trying to get the power. And Jesus very clearly said, look, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. A new kind of leader is a leader who's come to truly serve. God did a work in my heart because I had an issue with pride. I did. People that really, really know me know that that's true. I struggled with it. I still struggle at times. My flesh comes out of me. I want acknowledgement. I do. We all do. And, and, and in essence, in some ways, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. We want to be the best. We want to, you know, that's, that's a good thing. But the only way we're going to get that is to serve. We have to take on the new kind of leadership the way that Jesus says, if you want to be great, become the slave, become the servant to everyone. If you want to become first, really become last. It is so important for us and for it to model in front of the children that attitude because they always want to be first. Me first, me first. It's time to show them a new kind of leadership where we humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God and let him exalt us in the due time. The other interesting thing is just a few chapters later, after the triumphal entry, Jesus engages a man. Well, really, actually, just I guess it technically was just before the triumphal entry, really, right after this story occurs, that Jesus and his disciples walk into the edge of the city, and Bartimaeus was there along the roadside begging. And he was asking, and Jesus said, what do you want from me? What do you want me to do for you? And he said, I want to receive my sight. I think a new kind of leader has to say, God, I need a new vision. I need to see things anew. I need to see the things that you want me to do and that you're calling me to do and not just what I've always done. We need a new kind of leader that says, I have the faith to believe that, God, you're going to show me something new. Maybe you just haven't seen it yet, but God wants to do a new work in you. He wants to do a new thing in you. But are you ready to receive it? Are you hungry for it? Are you calling out for it? We as leaders more than ever need to figure out how are we going to reach a generation that is so confused about who they are, that the enemy is pulling them in terrible directions. We've even got church leaders walking and trying to interpret the Bible the way they feel it should be, according to the culture, instead of having the culture change to the truth and the purity of God's word. We have to crave the new things that come from God himself, not from us and not from our culture. Here's my last encouragement to you. I want to challenge you to really take on the shepherd mentality more than ever. 
Here's what shepherds do. They know their sheep. Do you know your children well? Do your teams know them by name? Do you know them and what goes on in their world? Let me just encourage you to take time, make time in your Sundays, in your weekend experiences to give your leaders and challenge them to know the children that come through those doors, to engage them, to talk to them. You also have to care for them. Find out how you can minister to them and serve them. If they have a physical need or emotional need or spiritual need, find a way to meet that. What a great ministry opportunity we have to care for our sheep, to see when they're hurting, when they're afraid. We know that children, their anxiety is just at an insane level of highness right now. We can care for that. You know, shepherds count their sheep. Pay attention to who's missing. I had a fantastic pastor I worked for who during the worship service would turn around. He would stand at the front so he could hop up on the stage when he was when it was his time. But he would stand around and he would look around and around and around. He was paying attention to who was here and who was missing. And I can tell you that people, he has a reputation. If you miss more than a Sunday or two in our church, <laughs> he was calling on you. He's old school. He, he'd, he'd be coming knocking on your door. Is everything okay? Are you all right? Y'all good? <laughs> because he counts his sheep. He knows. And he cares. And he lets them know it. It's not to count to brag on, and this is how many sheep I have. It's, I want to make sure they're all accounted for. I want to know that they're coming. And if they've been missing for a while, go call on them. Pick up the phone. Send a text message. Even better, go stop by. He also protects them. Boy, I tell you, if you want an eye-opening, go read the book of Jude. It's a warning about how the church is going to get infiltrated, and it was being infiltrated with false leaders and false ideas and false doctrines and false culture. That people were exchanging the good for the evil and calling it good. We've been warned in scripture that in the end times, that's exactly what would happen is people would call evil good. And it's happening even sometimes in the church. We have to be careful that we don't fall pr prey to that. How do we not do that? Well, it takes on the Jesus mindset. The new kind of leader has a Jesus mindset all the way through. I want to wrap up this podcast, this episode with this. I want to read to you from Philippians chapter two. I would challenge you for the next week or so to meditate on these, this passage of scripture. I would challenge you to read this every single day. If you have any encouragement from being united in Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should not look only on your own interests, 
but also in the interest of others. Your attitude, your mindset should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. What was his mindset? Verse 6, who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. My brothers and sisters, my fellow co-laborers with Jesus, take his mind on your mind. Let his mindset be your mindset. Let your attitude be his attitude. No matter what they call you, be the kind of leader that brings glory and honor to the name of Jesus and God the Father through the power of his Holy Spirit. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. If there's anything I can do to serve you, please don't hesitate to message me. Come join our Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group. Answer all the questions when you join the membership. Uh, that's important to us. Uh, and it makes sure that we know who's coming and joining our group. So please answer the questions. Uh, do that and then participate in the discussions. Add questions and discussions to the podcast. So God bless you. Thanks for listening and join me for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.